Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good evening. Good morning, good afternoon. I don't know uh, when you're listening to this to this uh, podcast, but we are, what is the point? And we are here. Everybody, uh, introduce yourselves, please. I feel like you're talking in like a weird like Morse code cadence right now. <laughs> Somebody here is Somebody speaking and they have here. not introduced themselves. <laughs> Somebody needs to introduce themselves. Hello, everybody. My name is Will Maxwell. <laughs> What's up? I'm Heather. I don't feel like I ever introduced myself. I like I, it when you introduce me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was wondering what you guys would say because when I have to say my own self. I'm like John, nothing. Oh, uh, Marts, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people just call me Marts, Dirty yeah. J. As a nobody John, calls him that. Nobody, just nobody. <laughs> stash. Yeah, <laughs> actually, stash. my first nickname here at North Point was Stash because right? yeah, because when I started attending nine, ten years ago. I had a mustache wow. and it was a, and it was so gross. It's a lot. It's very similar to my mustache now today. No. Watch his Top Gun um, one time. Top, and yeah. he decides to go get us. I can't help myself. I can't. You're I not Miles Teller. Don't. Oh, I love Miles Teller. Me Don't too. get me started. Me too. I could go all day. Could you? All day. All day. <laughs> all day. Oh, go on. Do it. Okay, let's. Go. I love you. I love that you shared your perspective on Miles Teller. Thank Tyler. you. I love it. Thank you. I for, love it. Thank you for bringing that back around uh, today. Here's what we're talking about, and this is something that honestly, I think I think both of you guys are really, really good at this. Um, and um, my wife is really good at it too. You know, um, how to. <laughs> How to understand somebody else's perspective. Okay? That's what I'm, saying. Oh, I'm not okay. good at it. I don't, think, I don't think I'm great at it, but I'm saying like That's the people around me I think are really good at it and I grow a lot from them is like how to understand somebody else's perspective because we all have, we all know our perspective, the narrative right. that we have in our head, but seeing somebody else's is like a gift. Totally. Like if you can do that, it's seriously a gift and like, um, and basically it's just like how to look at things from another point of view. That's really what we're talking about today and mm-hmm. this is like, I feel like this is a hard skill to learn and to, it, mm-hmm. it's also hard to realize that you're not great at it. <laughs> yes. Um, some self-awareness and emotional intelligence has to be high mm-hmm. uh, to do something like this, but this will take you further mentally, intellectually, spiritually, relationally in your career. This will take mm-hmm. you further faster than I think anything else Totally agree. is understanding somebody else's perspective, seeing things from another point of view. It, it just opens up. It opens up everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to dive right in, um, like what does it practically look like to see something from another perspective, from somebody else's point of view? Yeah. Well, first, I think it's interesting that you think this isn't a good skill of yours because I would rank this high on your list of skills, John. Well, I just, Humble's also high on my list of skills. <laughs> uh, I think it is. I but, think it is. But, but it's one of those that I've, I've been called out on before. Right. And it's something where I'm like, I thought I was good at that. Oh, oh my okay, word. Cool. 
Now I see how I'm right. not being good at that. Maybe okay, it's cool. something you it, never actually arrive at. You exactly, Maybe and you can deceive you are... yourself because in certain situations you're like, I am good at that, and then yep. in another situation you're right. like, Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, not, I'm excited I'm to dive into that a little bit later. But um, yeah, I mean, I think perspective is just shaped by so many things, and I mean, you know, culture, race, gender, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, physical traits. Like I could keep naming things that make up like each person's individual perspective. Um, and I think just one of the biggest things is that, you know, our, our own lived experience, like our experiences, our lived experience is what is going to lead to the lens that we view life through, right? So John and I as white people, we have a very different lived experience than Will does. And, you know, as a woman, I have a different lived experience than you two do, right? And those are just a few examples, but it's already enough to build a case that we just each have completely different perspectives um, or at least just lenses that we view life through certain situations through maybe politics through I mean so many different things Um, you know and and so I think it's so important to be able to have this trait and I love that we said that maybe it's not somewhere that you ever really arrive but it's something you're constantly working on Um, because there's different situations that you know come up I will never be a black person living in America I just never will be um, but it's, I, I care about people. I have a lot of black people in my life who I care deeply about. So why would I not try to see from a, from their perspective, the life that they live, the way that they are treated differently, the way that they, you just, why would I not <laughs> try to see from their perspective and love and vote and act and advocate accordingly, right? And so, you know, you can take that stance on so many other things than race. I think that's just an, a, one example. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it can be something as small as like an argument with your spouse or a friend of like, okay, I'm so frustrated and I know exactly why I am frustrated and how I feel, but let me try to see where they are coming from and maybe yes. <laughs> maybe we'll be able to get to a, a, a place of resolution sooner if I can step outside of myself for a little bit and maybe see where they're coming from. Uh, and sometimes where you're at, it's so blinding when you're enraged totally. or it's so blinding when you're fearful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah how do you open that up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, did you guys ever have to read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys read that? Okay. Yeah. So the quote from there, and I remember this quote, I'll, I'll read it, but um, Atticus Finch says to the daughter, uh, or says to his daughter, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've heard that quote. I've read that quote. I've used that quote. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm thinking of like, okay, what does it mean to practically look and and or practically look and to see something from someone else's perspective? Um, it's like, man, how can I get as close to walking in your shoes? How can I be as close yeah. to uh, your lifestyle as I possibly can? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and that. That may just be proximity. That may just be like, can I just go with you? Like, mm-hmm. let me just go with you somewhere. Like, um, I, I remember going to a, uh, we went to, I went, I went to a protest a few years back, and I remember people being there with me, and the conversation was different. It was like, wow, this is. I didn't expect this. Like if you're, they're literally walking on the other side of the tracks. Like they're they're experiencing wow. something they've never seen before, and it was a, a beautiful display, and, and it was a whole like they had just a their mind was open, their eyes were open mm-hmm. to something new. So I think it's that. It's like, how can I be as close to you, walk with you through yeah. whatever it is that you're going through? Um, whether that be, like I said, Heather hit, you know, hit race, but whatever that conversation is, or it could be even uh, uh, heartbreak. It could be, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, whatever that may be is like, how can I 
truly love my neighbor in a way that is beneficial to them that may cause me to have some sacrifices but yeah. uh how can i go out of my way love my neighbor and have compassion towards towards them yeah. despite maybe even how i feel you know mm-hmm. despite how i grew up despite how what's been taught what's been formed how my brain is wired mm-hmm. how can i put that aside and say hey i'm i'm going to walk with you i'm going to be with you during this yeah. yeah and i even think that i would take it a step further and say there's even a third perspective but mm-hmm. it's important to do it in order Okay, sure. because I, I think that there's your perspective, which is something like you have to have first. Mm-hmm. Of like, I have to know, a, I have to know where I'm coming from. I gotta sure. know my perspective. I gotta know my upbringing. I gotta know my tendencies. I gotta know the way I think and what I believe. And and then you've got um, their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, okay, well, I can see where they're coming from in this situation. Like now that I'm walking, right, walking a mile in their shoes, right? Yeah. Now that I, okay, I've experienced a little bit of what they're saying, and that hurts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. terrible. Like yeah. now I'm, I'm like, whoa. Like that's messed up. And then I even think there's that that third party perspective of like I can look at this situation objectively mm, and yeah. see how messed up this is on both sides. That's good. Yeah. And that's how good yeah. like there's there's a this like there's that taking a step back, right? That's completely different. Like if you think about it, we can go ethereal, ethereal and then we can go practical, but like when you think about it ethereally, um yep. <laughs> did I know that? Did I say that? Nailed Ethereally? Nailed Ethereally? You got it. Practicing. Am I putting the wrong emphasis on no, the wrong I Nope, syllable? you said it perfectly. I think Ethereally. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm missing something. So, Ethereally? I don't... You're not, you're, now it sounds weird. Okay. No, no. I'm going to not. I'm going to keep the same inflection. Ethereally. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> think about it. You've got a 1 in 15,000 chance of getting hit by lightning. Okay? Mm. Yeah. In that industry. But we don't really like think about that very often, do we? Right. No, I don't. Um, we have 1 in 42 million chance of winning the lottery. <laughs> probably not gonna happen yeah right? we have one in 400 trillion chance of being born a human what but we are here we are today here this is where we are there's there's uh, there, there's a million now here's the deal like the biggest thing is like how do i just take myself out of my perspective and your perspective and just be like okay let's just think oh, about wow. this thing like crazy yeah we're on a spinning ball totally. that's a like this, this all is just <laughs> unfreaking believable right. like it's crazy it's yeah. absolutely crazy to think about it like and when you think about it when you think about it that like huge mm-hmm. you start to be like oh this whole thing's a miracle this is crazy <laughs> this, stuff, this stuff is wild yeah right when you think about it more practically there's there's the book um extreme ownership by jocko mm-hmm. um where he kind of talks he's a navy seal and he kind of talks about like taking a step back and assessing the situation we will and i went to like a leadership summit a, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. last week yep. and um he spoke in it and one of the things he talked about was he was like they were like innovating this area and he was like one of the lowest ranks. So in that case, like you, you don't talk, you don't say anything. Your per, your perspective doesn't matter. Totally. I just gotta be honest, right? But uh, before, but then once you become a Navy SEAL and you're on the team, all of you, I mean, there's there's a hierarchy, but all of you are equal because mm-hmm. all of you can save each other's lives and you depend on each other mm-hmm. like crazy. And they go in and they invade this room and you know it's their team of. Uh, eight to ten guys, and they're all scoped in, mm-hmm. looking at where they need to like be firing and looking at. And nobody moves, nobody does anything. And he's, he's like, it was a couple of seconds, but it felt like forever. And he's like, what I did was I I took myself out of the scope and I took a step back and looked at the situation. He's like, nobody knew what to do because they were scoped in. Mm-hmm. They were looking at, you know, who they needed to look. And he's like, all that I had to do was unscope and take a look at the situation. I knew what my next step was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally physically changed my perspective. Yep. 
And then he's like, then I started doing that in everything, right? He's like, I started doing that in conversations. Somebody was like raging and getting mad at me. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he's like, I removed myself, right? He just detached a little bit in his head and he's like, hey, I wonder what's going on. Like, are you good? Are you good? Is everything okay? (laughs) Right? It's like, oh my word. Financially, you get in situations where you're like, I want that. I want that. I want that. Let me take a step back. Do I need that? Yeah. Why do I, why do I want that? Is it like a healthy reason why I want, would that make my life easier and I can spend more time with my kids and I can, or do I just like, is that just cool? And like my neighbors got it. So I want it. <laughs> like actually taking a different perspective is it's, it's interesting, but here's my question. How do you know if you're good or bad at this? Like, how, how do you know <laughs> if you're like, oh no, because a lot of us think that we're good and we're yeah. actually bad. And a lot of us that would be like, I don't think I'm the greatest at it are probably better than most at it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. And I guess, John, you've already hinted towards one of these answers is that somebody can say, hey, you're yeah. not very good at this. <laughs> you should work Ask on this. Ask the people around yeah. you. <laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like that's obviously probably what happened. And that led you to start trying to be better at that. And I am, I mean, we're friends, right? But I'm not like Mel, who's with you every day and has like those kinds of conversations. Oh, she's not afraid. No, totally. And that's why I love <laughs> She'll her. tell me. That's why I love her. Um but I think that is exactly it, right? Is like the probably the easiest way to tell if you're good or bad at this is to look closely at the things in your life that could challenge your perspective, right? And and ask yourself, what does that look like? So do the people closest to me think and act and look and talk and believe exactly the way that I do? And same thing with like, where am I getting my information? Like the media that I consume, the news that I consume, like, does it all just affirm what I already believe to be true? Mm -hmm. And I think if the answer to that is yes, then you might be not as good at this as you think, right? Because of course, if nothing is ever challenging your perspective, then why would you ever think that your perspective is wrong? Why would you ever try to get a different perspective, right? And so, um, you know, if it's never been challenged, then maybe you're surrounding yourself with only people that that have a similar lived experience um, as you do. And I just think that there's not much room for growth if that's the case. Yep. yep. I have no idea how to find out if you're good at this. I just know <laughs> of the times that I've been bad at this. And I, I'll say this, like, if you, how do you know you're bad at this? If you think you're always right. Mm, if you yeah. are always in the Nobody right. Nobody else can do it right. No one no else one can else do this. Has. Nobody understands. Nobody, like, that's, that's not it. Like, it, I think that is a way to know. Um, even it, like you say, like, let's take topics since we're all on that train right now. Of just like, okay, well, this is the right way to believe, to vote, to think, to do, you know, whatever. But you're not surrounding yourself with other people that challenge that. And so I think that is a way to know, like, if you're bad at it, you're, you're always in the right. Um, but maybe, maybe how you're good at it is exactly what uh, Heather's saying. It's just like who you're surrounding. Like, look around. Mm-hmm. And if you have a diverse group of people that you're surrounding yourself with from walks of life. Like, I got pe- I got friends in my life who've been married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got people who in my life who are just dating. Like, And so, like, yeah. when it comes to, like, marriage, I get different perspectives of of things that are going on. And I'm able to see that. And, uh, and then I, I personally like to move with a certain sort of, like, empathy in my life. Like I try to like, I try to always imagine what it's like to be in that person's shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe just what you were talking about, detaching for a moment and just wondering like, man, how would I feel if I was treated that way? Mm -hmm. How would I feel if I was walking through that exact same situation? Like I would be heartbroken about that. Like, will I ever be able to understand in my mind and and, and thought? No, but I can connect with uh, maybe a heart, heart to heart moment there. So. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think small things illuminate bigger things. <clears throat> and uh, Heather's heard this. I, I actually used this in my last message, but I know a lot of the podcast uh, world has it, and it's <laughs> it's good. We it, need to get that. We need to get it on here. <laughs> this is good. It's, it's called the shopping cart theory. Yeah. And uh, so basically what it is is like shopping cart is the ultimate – morality test to show if you give yourself the benefit of the doubt over others. <laughs> and uh, it's an interesting, we'll play along, okay, with me. But the shopping cart theory is basically like, like we've all gone to a grocery store, taken a shopping cart out to our car, and then what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. Wait, you return I, it. I put it back. Yeah, you put it back. Right? <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everybody would say like the right thing to do is to put it back, yeah. right? And it's so simple. It's so easy. It takes almost zero time. You got it out too. So it's like you, you might as well take it back. And barring like a huge emergency, you should always be able to return it. There's nothing right. that's like so big that it's like, oh, I couldn't return it. Now, yeah. on the other hand, it's not illegal not to. <laughs> and you're not going to get fined. You're not going to get publicly shamed or humiliated. No one's probably even going to say anything about it to you, mm-hmm. right? But now, TikTok videos. But here's the deal. Yes, but here's the deal. Like, have you ever not returned a shopping cart? Ooh. Probably. 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 Had to. And and why? Because you're like, well, I had a good excuse, right? (laughs) Like, my kids were in the car. It was hot. Like, I didn't want to go too far from them. I really had to go pee. My blender had a headache. I got to get home. Like, whatever you got. (laughs) You had some good reason of why you had to go back and, like, you couldn't do that. Now, let me ask you this. And by the way, you had a good excuse. But let me ask you this. Have you ever, um, you know, been driving and you pull down one of the aisles and, you know, a spot opens up up front and you're like, yes. <laughs> blinker. And so you drive really fast, turn on the blinker so that no one takes your spot because that's your spot. Totally. And you start to pull in and you realize there's a stinking cart right in your spot. <laughs> Do you usually think, well, they must have had a really good excuse. No. No. Never. Your first thought is how lazy A-hole. do people need to no, be? <laughs> yeah. So this person funny. is extremely selfish. Are no. you kidding me? They couldn't even return their shopping cart. But, like, we've done it before. Mm-hmm. We've not returned that shopping cart. So what I would say is, like, it's so easy to see our perspective. And this yeah. is little. Yeah. So it illuminates something big. It's so easy to, to, uh. to see our perspective and not somebody else's and give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and not give somebody else the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just interesting that we do this. And so, like, wh- why is this so hard to do? <laughs> like, wh- like, why is it so easy to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt? Why is it so easy to see our point of view but so hard to see somebody else's? Totally. Yeah. Well, I think most of us would agree that we don't really enjoy being challenged too much. Like if given the choice, right, it's like, I yeah, I'd rather just take the easy way. Keep doing yeah. what I'm Straight doing. Straight line. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yes. Like this is just how it's always been. So this is just how it's always going to be. Right. And it's just the path to least resistance, if you will. Um, and that's especially when it comes to things that we like wholeheartedly believe and we just like know to be true. Um, and I think too, it's also just really easy for things to be out of sight, out of mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, I am living in my lived experience. (laughs) Like I know my perspective and until that's challenged, why would I just naturally think of like, you know what? I should look at this from a different point of view, even though I fully agree with myself and I think that I'm right about this, but let me challenge this for fun because I have time to do that. I just don't think that's like a natural thing to do. And when it's out of sight, out of mind that, you know, if it doesn't affect me personally, then it doesn't matter to me. But I mean, honestly, when you do exactly what you're saying of like, you know, zooming out and really looking at that perspective or that mindset, like it's just such a sad and selfish way to live. (laughs) 
And I think we just miss out on so much, right? We miss out on being able to be with different people and to get to, you know, learn different people's stories and understand like what makes them them. And I think that helps us to look at ourselves more critically and to be able to say, well, wait, do I actually believe that or did just my parents believe that? And so I just believe that because of them, you know, because I trust them and Mm -hmm. like it makes sense, you know, (laughs) or it's like, or did I come to that belief on my own? Did I do the research? Did I look into this? And I mean, that's that's a, a huge heart check to do. And exactly what you were saying earlier of the intention behind it too, of is this for me or is this for the greater good? And again, when it's just you know, not challenged. I don't think it's a natural stance that we take of like, oh, I should challenge myself. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, agree hundred percent. I think I just, I just keep going back to, we've said it before, just like how we grew up and this monument that we've created, this house that this, you know, whatever, this, this thing that we've created. Uh, Okay. So I I heard this riddle. I like riddles. I I, I enjoy it. I'm the one at like one o'clock in the morning. I get stuck on these riddles. I'm so terrible at riddles. Oh, okay. All right. So you're going to, you're going to love this one. Okay. So I saw this one and it says acting on an anonymous phone call, the police raid a house to arrest a suspected murderer. They don't know what he looks like, but they know his name is John. Inside the Uh-oh. house. Can we change his name? Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't wow. even think about this. I didn't think about this. <laughs> my, name, my name is Jonathan. It's J- John with an H. It's J-O-H-N. Yeah, yeah. Oh, J-O-H-N. That's my dad. That's yep. my dad. There we go. <laughs> um, your name's not John to me. It's Marts. I think that everybody yeah, gets that way. Um, but okay. So, but they know, they know his name is John. So inside the house, they find a carpenter, a driver, a mechanic, uh, and a fireman playing cards. Without mm. even asking, the police immediately arrest the fireman. How do they know they got their man? Mm. I'll leave the pause right there. I'll leave the pause there. The fire suspected murder. Exact, suspected can murder. You, can you tell me? But um, they the the name the the only thing they know is that the, his name is John. What were the other occupations of the other guys? Can you say that again? Uh, a driver, carpenter, mechanic, fireman. And I'm sure everybody is pausing the podcast to figure out. Figure this out. What it, to Google. What is the answer? <laughs> I mean, figure out. So so here's 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 the, the thing on that and why I, why I bring it up and why this is so hard to do is because of the world and society that we've created and that we're in. Yeah. Uh, we live in a male-dominated society, a male working world. But if we were to like change our perspectives in that moment and you're thinking, you're like, oh, wow, like – it isn't just a male. We look at the riddle and we're like, oh, well, John, is, oh. there's only one guy named, there's only one, the fireman is the only male guy. in there. The rest of them are women. And oh, so when you look back on it, you're looking at it, you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that the first time? You, you like, don't paint that why, picture in your why, head. Yeah, you don't paint that picture in your head. Like, why didn't I, why did I immediately assume that all four, all, all four occupations are men? And so like, I'm why? I'm a woman, I need to wrestle with that. <laughs> but why, like, why did we do that? So it's like, well, okay, so it's stuff like that. And, and if anybody like, and we all fell for that, right? So, but I think that's just one example of the things that are in our life that are subconscious that we don't know are there. Wow. We don't know that we have built those things, whether we have witnessed it, we've seen it through our parents, through society, through whatever it is. Um, we have built these things in there. And so we have to do the hard work and challenging ourselves and being around people, being around people who will call that out, you know, being around people who will say like, oh, like, 
why are you thinking that way? Like, mm-hmm. why why did your mind go straight to yes. that? Yeah. Like, yes. why, you know, yeah. so, and I think that's very important, but it's also very hard to do because, like, I'm 29 years old. So I'm like, there's 29 years worth yes. of, of layers that have to be peeled back for me to understand something of, and I'll say it this way, like, of deconstruction, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And and doing the work of reconstruction is is, is very difficult for, for all of us. And so I think that's why it's so hard is that we have built these things that seem immovable. And then you get to a certain age, like I have some in-laws who are older uh, and I am quite literally the black sheep of the family. Uh, uh, interracial marriage is a, a, a color joke. Uh, but it was the, <laughs> it was a whole, but like I get there and I have a completely different perspective and yeah. the excuse is, well, they're, they're just, they're just old. They're setting their ways. Mm-hmm. They're setting their ways. And I'm like, oh, that's not the excuse. Mm-hmm. Like it just takes, it just takes time. It takes work for you to open your mind and to mm-hmm. see things from a different perspective. How we wow. interpret things in our mind matters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we do is we honestly, we observe without even knowing it and we make assumptions. Yep. Yeah. That's what we do. And we all have a narrator ahead. Why it's so hard is totally. because I have 30 <laughs> years of this stinking narrator in my head yep. yeah. that's telling me this is how it should be. This is what I should expect. This is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, there's all those things. And what's so difficult is like, changing that narrative. And when it comes to like, why is it so hard to learn? Why is this so hard to do? Is because I only like learning things that are absolute. Mm. Like if I read about history, I'm like, this is the date this happened. Yeah. And now I know I gained some knowledge. What's very hard is something that's messy and there it's not absolute. There could be a million different, well, I don't know what his um, or her, uh, you know, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they maliciously did that or didn't maliciously do it. Like, it's hard to actually know the answer. And even if they told me, I don't know if I'd believe them. Yeah. So it's like, it, that's not an absolute, learning that is a dance. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that you can nail. And there's there's the law of nature, which I love the law of nature. Law mm-hmm. of nature is like you drop something, gravity makes it fall, right? Um, like, that, it's an absolute. Right. It happens. That's just the way that it goes. But then there's the law of human nature, which is not absolute at all. You're walking and somebody trips you. What's your first thing? Oh, I'm mad. Totally. But then you find out they accidentally did it. And they, and they're like, you know, then you're like, then you're like, (laughs) you know, they accidentally did it. And you know, they come over and they're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I seriously, oh my word. I so didn't mean to do that. You're just like, that's okay. You know, that's fine. But then they go off and laugh about it to their friend. You're like, okay, I'm mad again. It's like, it's not an absolute. (laughs) You you know, but you're like, if they intentionally trip me, then yes. But then if they were really sorry, then no. But then if they thought it was funny, then yes. Yeah. I want to know who tripped Martz. Yeah. Yeah. Who tripped you? The thing is, it's just not absolute. And that's what's so hard because it it changes based on our assumption, our observation, our perspective. And yeah, that's just, it's hard to get, it's hard to separate what is Mm -hmm. from your interpretation of what is. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Like reality and what wasn't reality. Yeah. It's what you tell yourself in your mind, even totally. though that wasn't reality, it's reality to you now. Yeah. Totally. And well, it's so, that idea that we don't really see things as they are. We see them as we are. Yes. And I think that's yes. a, um, it's just a hard thing to, yes. to realize. <laughs> let me, let me give you a quick hitter. What, what are a way, a few ways quick on like, how can we get better at seeing things from someone else's point of view? Yeah. I mean, We've already touched on a little bit of it, but just diversifying your circle, diversifying what you consume, 
Um, if you're never being challenged, then maybe you should challenge yourself um, to to start diversifying some of the things in your life that that you can control. I think empathy goes a really, really, really long way. Um, and you know, our our, our pastor Jeremy had said this uh, a few months ago, but it, it's not to politicize, but it is to personalize. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think that's such a good lens to look through just life at. And those different situations that that might come up of would I accept this for myself? Would I accept this for for my friends, for my family? Um, and again, that's just one microcosm of just really this greater <laughs> concept of perspective. Um, but I do think that empathy is one of those traits that's going to take you a long way uh-huh. if you're able to step outside of yourself, your experience, lived experience, your perspective. Um, I just think that's going to take you much, much further. Yeah. Uh, just to add on, I think, uh, respecting other people's, uh, point of view, mm-hmm. uh, respecting is not the same as agreeing. I, I don't totally. think we have to go in there and just be like, okay, I'm all in. I mean, okay, I may not agree, but I, I definitely respect and respect where you're coming from yeah. and then do the work of reading and watching. Uh, there's books, there's, there's content out totally. there for you to, uh, see, you know, you can hear stories, you mm-hmm. can hear, you know, all of these things and just even watch people's experience, watch people go through life, listen, uh, see how they handle things, see what it's like to be. Uh, married, to be, um, you know, divorced, to be single, to be uh, black, to be white, to be, you know, whatever that is. It's just Listen, you don't always have to be talking, mm-hmm. um, you know, be slow to speak, be quick to listen. Uh, I think those are things that we can, that will make us a lot better. Yeah. And God's called the great counselor, right? It's, yep. it's understanding well, what did happen in your past. What, what, where, how did you become, how did you become the person you are today? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's probably some strong things that happen that you're like, oh, well, now I get it. Yep. And uh, Abraham Lincoln has the quote, I, I don't like that man, so I must get to know him better. Oh, wow. What a cool way to think. What a, what a way ahead of the time way to think about that. Wow. And one of the few ways that you can get better at seeing things from somebody else's point of view, picking somebody you don't like yeah. and being like, <laughs> you know what? Like, why does this person drive me crazy? Why does mm-hmm. this person just irk me every day? It doesn't even matter what they do. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything they do bothers me. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, maybe like, I don't know, just getting to know them better will, will it will at least help you work the muscle of seeing things from a different point of view. Right. Whether or not you agree with them, that's not the goal. Right. Whether or not you come out liking them and your besties. Um, <laughs> sometimes that happens. Sometimes you don't like them even more. But mm-hmm. what I would say is, um, it will help you flex that muscle of doing that today. And so we all have that challenge at this table. Uh, hopefully this podcast has helped you see things from another perspective. Hopefully it's prompted something within you where you're like, oh, I probably need to revisit that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would encourage you go for a walk after this, go for a drive after this, start to do that, uh, start to ask questions uh, to that person to that in that situation uh, and see things from that different perspective. Again, uh, if you want a different perspective, Email us at what is the point at northpointchurch.tv. So smooth. There we so go. Smooth. Yeah, we're just, we got perspectives for days. <laughs> so if you want Will's perspective, just um, in the header, put Will. If you yep. want Heather's, uh, put Heather. If you want Will and Heather's, put Weather. And uh, <laughs> you'll get both of theirs. Uh, and good. it'll be, wow. it'll be great. Uh, so we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Yeah.